0: What is up tiny terrors and welcome to another episode of the terror table a horror movie podcast presented by the saskatchewan podcast network this episode is the second installment in our world horror series in which we will be discussing kyle's spanish language film pick the skin i live in this episode was my kryptonite it truly almost killed me, because due to social distancing and the ongoing shit show that is COVID-19, we have been recording all of our recent episodes remotely, but for whatever reason, our internet connection wanted to be a real asshole to us this week. We only recently began to edit episodes, and we only do it when necessary since we see value in natural conversations, but I had to edit out a good half hour of this episode because the connection was just far too choppy, and I knew it would be irritating for you all to listen to. But the silver lining is that Saskatchewan is now in a place where we have gotten to, the, we've gotten the go-ahead to gather in small groups or bubbles. So next week we are back to normal, baby. Next episode will be the first ep- first time in three, the three of us are in the same room to record an episode again, and we couldn't be more excited for that. It's been four months. For that episode, we'll be closing out our world horror series with Boozy's pick: A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. We also have a ton of really exciting and unique guests planned out for the next few months. So if you haven't yet, be sure you're subscribed to us on your favorite podcasting apps. Leave us a review if you feel like helping us out. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and check out our new website at theterratable.com. But for now, let's crawl onto the operating table and go under the knife with this week's episode of the Terror Table. What's up everyone and welcome back to our World Horror Series. This voice you're hearing is Mitch and who I have with me? We got Kyle. And Boozy. It's so nice okay. to see you guys. It's, it's been
1: two weeks since we've recorded. Uh, we took a little bit of a break because Kyle had some some uh, school work. It's true. I'm a student again, everyone, and you gotta do student things sometimes. It's we're tough. very proud of you. We're very yeah, very proud yeah. Of you. Tell
2: us all about your student discount and how you'll get fifteen percent off of pizza or whatever it, at Domino's. It, actually, it used, it
1: used Yo, to be fifty. Now it's only thirty. Whoa! Don't go there right now.
0: Okay, no, let's get this real here. I love Domino's, but I got to start things off you guys. I got to start things off clear here. I went to, like, have you guys been out yet since COVID started? Since, like, we've gotten gotten the go ahead that, like, some of our pubs are opening and, you know, some restaurants are opening and you can go out and be a human again, sort of.
1: I did go to a patio. I went to one patio. Where'd you go? Nope. I don't even want (laughs) to reveal. It honestly wasn't worth it. Oh, no. Wow, sounds like kind of a lie, honestly. I wish. I would have loved to go to Stab's. Stabbed. <laughs> yeah. where Where'd you go? I went to Hudson's. Hudson's patio. Oh bro. 2016. Mitch lived for Hudson's. Well, so he did he husband... lived
2: on Hudson's. <laughs> yeah. So I did, 2017.
1: I lived... Kyle. But I mean, to be honest, it was the only place that was open. Oh, actually, though, this will tie in. I was trying to go to one place in particular, but they were closed for some maintenance. And Mitch, I think you're going to talk about the same place, actually. I was trying to go to a local establishment called 13 Pies, but they were closed that evening for some maintenance. But maybe, Mitch, you could elaborate on that establishment.
0: I went uh, on Saturday night, Courtney and I went to our favorite place in town, 13 Pies, which everyone knows if you've been listening to the Tear Table. We are huge fans of that place here, Uh, but it is a horror Horror-themed pizzeria. Uh, I think, would we call it a pizzeria, or is it just a restaurant? I don't know. I don't know. They what makes a pizzeria,
2: for- pizzeria a pizzeria? They well, other I, don't know. They- pizza? I don't know, what. but like, what does it mean?
0: I don't know. I We're all fucking stupid.
2: Pizza. I hey, think Siri, be- define pizzeria. Oh,
0: <laughs> 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 Anyways, boys, though, like this was like my 20th... A shop where pizzas are made and sold. <laughs> a shop where
2: pizzas are made and sold? Okay, there we go. Out? That checks, checks right. yep, we, that checks out that checks out.
0: We're good, thank you, Siri. Thank you, Siri. Uh, yeah, no, Courtney went on a date night, it was our first in uh, what like four months now. So, ever since, like, we've been having to just sit at home and you know, order in every single night. So, it was so nice that we got to go out to our favorite place in town, 13 Pies. You did not um, order in import- every
2: night, you
0: liar. Who said that they I never I didn't mean to say that I ordered in every night, <laughs> but. No, we ordered in a lot. You know, we. Um, what I'm saying is we haven't been out, out in a boat, out, out for cocktails, out for drinks, out for the best pizza I've ever had in my fucking life, which is what you can get at 13 Pies. True story, though. Like, we, uh, when we had Lana come here from Boston, when we had Andy and Bianca come from Germany, all listeners and friends of the show, uh, they all wanted to go to the famous... Horror themed pizza place that we always talk about on the show, and that's 13 Pies. If you're local in Saskatoon and you haven't been to 13 Pies yet, you are fucking up hard. Um, you guys have both obviously been there a bunch, hey?
1: Oh man, I love that place. It's yeah. yep,
0: it's it's by far, straight yeah. up, straight up, not even lying, it's my favorite pizza by far. But it's uh, the yeah, best like it, in
1: the city, without a doubt, without yeah. a
0: doubt. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, so Courtney and I had we did a we always do a half and half because that's what you got to do. And the reason I'm talking about it right now on the Terror Table Horror Movie Podcast is because half of our pizza was called the Midnight Meat Train, and half of it was called the Hitchcock. That's those are two of my favorite pizzas there. So I'm just saying, if you're in Saskatoon and you can go out for pizza, those are two A plus plus choices. Actually, every pizza I've had there is fucking amazing. Totally. But I'm gonna give you a pro. I'm gonna give you a pro tip here. The first time Courtney and I went to Thirteen Pies. They were sold, they they completely ran out of jalapenos, and there's jalapenos on the midnight meat training. Uh, so they were like, we <coughs> stuff, ruined. like pickled Fresno peppers <laughs> instead of jalapenos. So we're like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And we did that, and it was amazing. Get the jalapeno because why are you laughing so hard, you dipshit?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, just, you're, <laughs> you're like, slowing down <laughs> a whole
2: yeah, you're gonna have to edit oh, this man. part. You like you sped up so much and then just stopped <laughs>
1: crash down.
0: Yeah. What sucks is we have no idea what's gonna come out on the recording or not. because sometimes like what's <sighs> choppy for you guys isn't choppy for me, <sighs> and then true. vice versa. anyways, yeah, it was just awesome, man. That shit is therapy. If you're in Saskatoon, go to thirteen pies. Shit's like soul food. but uh, we, yeah, we also had like their their cocktails. like Courtney had the coming for Barbara, Night of the Living Dead <laughs> reference. Such That's a good awesome. drink, but I had my new favorite drink from there. My new favorite cocktail, which I guess is a special. Uh, you It's not actually on the menu, but I'm pretty sure you're going to ask him for it. And I'm here to co-sign on the Mandy. It's a Mandy drink.
1: As in 2018's of- Mandy?
0: Yes, the Nicolas awesome. Cage film. It's so good, man. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool because uh, after our meal, we called over the general manager just to tell him, like, hey, man, we love this place. Like, And we just wanted to meet the guy because we're like, clearly, you got to be a horror fan if you, like have this place like filled up with like your pizzas are all named after horror movies all of your cocktails are named after horror movies and we had a nice little conversation with him and he's going to come on the terror table in a couple of weeks uh so i'm very right. very, exce- yeah, you very called excited him, you're
2: that. like you there get over here let's talk about pizza I've-
0: well, I felt bad because like our server, we also always have great service there. It's always good. But I felt super bad because I was like, is your manager in or Like the owner? Can I talk to him? <laughs> oh, and, like, you that, gave that that's poor always...
2: person a heart attack.
0: Yeah. Cause like, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh no, no, I promise it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Uh, but yeah, it's always great service, great drinks, best pizza I've had personally. I love it. 10 out of 10 times. There's something on the, on the projector that's playing. That's like super dope. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was playing when we were there. Uh, So it was great. But yeah, man, that was such a such a nice, such a huge relief to get out of the house and do something social again. And it's our favorite place in town. So I, I need I need you all to go and eat at 13 Pies because That place can never close down because if it does i'm gonna kill myself Um, and
2: also if you go there and say that you listen to the terror table for a discount they won't know what you're talking about yeah they'll have no
0: idea what it's really
1: not a good thing to do but i thought i'd try it i'm craving a slice so bad right now that place yeah that place is awesome absolutely what's your
0: favorite pizza what do you what's your go-to what do you always get there
1: um I like the Midnight Meat Train as well. And then I also like, what's it called? The w- White Zombie? No, not the White Zombie. Oh, white Walker.
0: White, white Walker. white Walker. I like the yeah, white, Walker white Walker as well. White Walker's fucking fire. But it's
1: a different sauce, actually. So I like to oh, do yeah. half and half as well. It has to be the yep. same sauce. But I think you can get the White Walker with like tomato sauce. And it's just the same toppings. And it's actually also very delicious. Yeah. Anyways, it's a lot of... Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This, I are I dissecting I just, this. Uh, Place yeah, very it's up. a pizza pizza heavy man. episode. It's the
1: best. It's the best. But uh Sorry if you're record. hungry and listening to this. Does that mean that Denny's is a pizzeria, based <laughs> on that definition?
2: <laughs> it didn't say anything about like other like awful things, but that uh, would mean know, seven
0: that would mean seven eleven's a pizzeria. Oh, oh.
1: Yeah, we've all had pizza seven my favorite pizzeria.
0: <laughs> they brec- their delicious breakfast pizza that's microwaved in the morning for you.
2: You name a pizzeria oh. where you can get a pack of smokes with it. <laughs> no, that's,
0: a that's a pretty good point. So that's that's one one thing that we could uh, improve on at Thirteen Pies. Let's get a smoke machine in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By that we mean like a fog machine.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What have you guys watched any movies? Have you watched any TV? Have you played any horror video games? What kind of horror stuff have you been up to in the last two weeks? You fucking nerds.
1: Holy moly. Um, who wants to go first?
2: I will go Boozy. first, I will boldly take us into this episode Please. with 1981's Galaxy of Terror. Uh, Ooh, this yeah. was lent to me by friend, podcaster, and co-worker, Darcy, of 1001 Movies to Die Before You Watch. Shout out to you. Uh, Galaxy of Terror. 3,000 yeah, Movies shout to shout Die Before You Watch. One, You know, I knocked 2,000 off because they've probably already done them, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love you, Darcy. Uh, so, gosh, probably already Jeff Starring done. Robert England, a very young Robert. Man, Robert England kind of looks like Lane Staley. If you guys have Lane Staley yep. burned in your mind the way I do, Alice it's it's Chains. weird. I, yeah, um, like so uh, it has with him her, as well
0: as post heroin. Sorry, post like while he's on the needle or no?
2: No, 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 no. Like pre heroin, Allison Chains was like yeah. glam metal. After that, they got cool. So. By that logic, heroin that. makes you cool. Yeah. Yes.
1: I think you're totally right. Yep, checks out.
2: But the heroin part, right?
1: Yep. Um, both.
2: Yeah, that's, okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, Alex Robert and Sid Haig is in it as well, uh, looking old. Does this guy ever not look old? He, he looks old now in this movie, and he's, well, he's yeah. not around now, but he he's always looks old.
0: Yeah, he's always looked like an old guy. There's a couple <laughs> of those guys, like my, uh, what's it? Michael Douglas true dude's face has yeah, always looked for... like a vagina always <laughs> <laughs> oh. am i wrong
2: What do um, vaginas look like apparently yeah. the, the, that's just textbooks it's just michael <laughs> douglas <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah but it's it's wild how much this movie is just like aliens it came in between alien and aliens they obviously loved the idea of alien and wanted to make their version of it and it's kind of weird how much it teeters into the whole story of what Aliens is and it makes sense when you realize that James Cameron was like I believe he's like second unit director for this but they just let him do basically whatever the fuck he wants and yeah at the end of the day I I believe he went through and talked to everybody and said like I'm gonna take this story when he ended up eventually making Aliens and you can see it like even plot wise it's quite similar Um, so yeah anyone who's really into like 80s horror uh, sci-fi sort of thing yeah, um, definitely check it out. And the other, the maybe the part I will let people know in case they don't want to watch it is there's kind of a graphic bug rape scene that's, it's really weird to watch. Um, it's it, it, a lot of its implication and sound effects, but it, you get the gist of it. So if that's not something you want to watch, maybe change the channel for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Imagine me and the sound effects guy working on that scene. Uh, not,
2: that was not, probably not. his reaction when they're yeah. like, Here, "Do the do the foley for this." He's
0: like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, ooh. Do I have to." <laughs> cool. And also, fun note is uh, we talked about that movie on the episode where Tyler Baptist came on to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street with us. He talked about three Nightmare films with us, and uh, we were talking about Galaxy of Terror. And the next morning, they added Galaxy of Terror on Amazon Prime. So, if anyone out there is listening and you want to check out Galaxy of Terror. It is now available on Amazon Prime. Fuck yeah. Cool. Kyle, Beautiful.
1: what have you been up to? Well, um, I have two things to bring to the table this week, so consider that an achievement. a landmark, A landmark event. Um, shout out Landmark. Yeah, huge things <laughs> happening here. So, basically I saw, this week I watched The Fall which, which came out last year. It's by Jonathan Glazer. It's a short film, so it's definitely something anyone could check out. It's by the same director, is Under the Skin. Um, so if you haven't listened to our podcast on that, you absolutely should. Um, Under the Skin is my favorite movie of all time. So, I mean, I don't even know where I'd begin on describing that right now. But if you have seen that film, I do think you'll enjoy this short. It's only six minutes long, but like I was telling the boys earlier, like it's the longest six minutes I've ever watched. Like It's completely tense. Very, um, I don't know, I guess disturbing, but it... <sighs> There's not like necessarily any like gore or like graphic visuals, but it's just like the way the characters are interacting with each other and the way, like the scenes and environments are developed. It's really, really specific and and honestly, kind of like bone chilling. And I don't want to give away too much, but um, you know the the pop scene from Under the Skin, that kind of tense feel feeling, and everyone knows what I'm talking about if they've seen that film. Yeah. That is absolutely within this short. And so to me, that's telling me that. Jonathan Glazer is interested in that type of filmmaking, and hopefully he'll incorporate that into you know future productions. He's working on I think he's already started filming. I don't really know what's going on with that now, obviously, with everything going on, but he's working on a new film, so maybe it will sort of feel as terrifying and as gritty as you know some of his recent stuff has. Um, and the score in this thing is fucking incredible. It's uh, by Mika Levy. Or Levi I don't really know I think it's Levy Mika Levy uh, who did the score for Under the Skin and that's a really really memorable score really creepy and haunting and uh, it totally is like without a doubt um, you know necessary for this this short here because it would just wouldn't be the same without it so absolutely if you like any of that shit I think you'll really dig this um, if you haven't even seen Under the Skin I, I think I would definitely recommend this it's not required to see that before this but for those who like it you'll like this Um, And then, of course, I need to mention, though, um, I watched this on a very specific streaming platform. Mitch, do you want to, can you take a guess, any guesses out there for where I watched this? Uh,
2: I know where we're going with this.
1: Porn, porn Pornhub. Well, no, my premium subscription ran out, so I haven't been on in a while.
2: All of ours did. Rest in peace (laughs) to premium subscriptions. Yeah,
1: it was a, eh, you know, good run. It was a good run. You
2: know, you can't always be a king
1: no that's a fact you can't always be a king um <laughs> quote <laughs> uh no i watched it on a, 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 a i think it's new or it's relatively new at the very least uh streaming service called mubi not to be confused with the dumpster fire known as tubi but movie here <laughs> it's is much a, cooler is a,
2: cousin <laughs> yeah exactly
1: movie is tubi's cooler cousin um <laughs> And the reason I watched it on this is because yeah, this actually came out last year, but it was only available on like the BBC iPlayer app, which I don't have access to without like a VPN here in Canada. And I couldn't find it anywhere else. I couldn't even find this illegally if I wanted to, theoretically. So I just was holding out for a time where I could like properly watch this and... Shout out to shout out Mubi. Um, <laughs> I was able to watch it. Mubi is a very strange streaming service, to be honest. Um, it's subscription based; you have to pay for it. I think it's seven dollars a month, and there's only like I think fifteen or twenty movies on it. So the idea is that it's like very tightly curated for you to like um, you know watch maybe all of those movies in a couple weeks or a month, and there may be things you would like all in en- you you might enjoy all of them or find. Most of them interesting rather than like having a thousand films to pick off on Netflix or forty thousand on Tubi. So it's sort of um, yeah, right. I don't know. The Which when, will, that's <laughs> definitely not for everyone, but <laughs> when these, like, I fire pretty... up my...
2: no, no, no. When I fire up my streaming service, I'm like, look at all these options. I want way less, but I want to pay about just the same amount for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thank goodness they they listened to my complaints and made a site just for me
1: it's not the greatest idea in the world i have to be honest but at the same time i definitely see who it's for there's a very niche crowd that will do it i guess that's cool that's fine but are you
0: allowed to are you allowed to subscribe even if you don't particularly enjoy the smell of your own farts
1: um i don't think you can i think they (laughs)
0: I think they might. Um, Is there a fart sensor on it where you need to actually prove that you're a fan of your own farts?
2: Yeah, that's actually, in the terms and conditions.
1: I think yeah. it only works if you take out a couple ribs and you're able to theoretically suck your own dick. I think at that point, you can take your subscription away. Kyle,
2: it's fellatio. We're, we're a PG podcast.
1: Here. It's actually auto on, fellatio. On um,
2: auto. But, f- oh, S- so. Yeah, I guess you're right. Wow, I stand corrected. <laughs>
1: so shout Thank out you Ben. For... <laughs> shout out <Maryland>. um, <laughs> you Okay. You, um, you're, the
0: last, the last, like honestly, Kyle, the last minute you were chopping out super hard, like it was super choppy. And then all I heard was take out your own ribs and suck your own dick. <laughs> That's all I heard.
1: <laughs> That's, all I really need. That's enough context. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyways, yeah, again, shout out movie. I'm officially giving my 2020, um, you know,
2: streamer of the stream service of the year award streaming service
1: of the year award to Mubi I give it my full endorsement Mubi 2020 Kyle 2020 Mubi 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 booby, booby, booby. all of that You heard it here first But more importantly watch The Fall it's a very good film
0: Can you is there is there a free trial
1: Yeah there's a free trial So honestly I would absolutely am all jokes aside this short is really really good So just get the free trial and then cancel it and watch the short well,
0: I'll actually do the free trial and uh, check out the. I want to check out the short and the streaming service. Like I like to check out what you guys recommend on the show. Well, it's a thing that I like to do is uh, take your guys' recommendations. Oh, that sounds a lot
2: like a dig. That sounds yeah, like a like real old dig there. I'm a passive Considering aggressive. Considering I brought your movies to the table the last two episodes that uh, I've watched.
0: All right, cool. Good pick, Kyle. I'm uh, looking forward to checking out The Fall, the new uh, Jeremy Glazer uh, that's a reference to Kyle calling his favorite filmmaker by the wrong
1: name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll never live it down. And it's okay. I should be shamed for. it. For the record, I should be shamed for it. You should. Yeah. Go.
2: yeah. I'm going to fucking go, okay? But it's not cuz you guys told me to. It's cuz I want to.
1: Believe whatever uh, you I want. I
2: watched I watched Repulsion from 1965. It oh, is sick. Rowan Polanski's first English film.
0: The Greg like Thomas from, Peck. Uh,
2: yeah. And I, I, as soon as he was talking about it, I wrote it down. It's such an interesting story, so I want to check it out. Um, and it's about a woman who's afraid of men, and she lives in an apartment with her sister, and her sister goes on a trip leaving her alone to her own thoughts, which get increasingly more and more bizarre. And a bunch of cool stuff happens. It's kind of a home invasion movie. It's kind of uh, paranormal at times. Um, it's a lot of different things thrown into a blender, and it's a very long movie. Um, it's entirely black and white, and a lot of really cool stuff happens in it. There are a couple times where I was confused as to how they did the special effects for it. There are certain things that shift and change within a scene. Uh, for like 1965, I'm going, how did they do this? It, it's a very interesting movie. Um, it, at times it does feel a little bit slow because it is such a long movie. And you, you see a lot of people like walking around, which, you know, is, is always super interesting. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good movie. I definitely recommend it. I'm glad that Greg uh, got yeah. yeah I know I can.
1: This, <laughs> this it's really cool, and I, I think you're absolutely right, uh, Boozy. For for when this came out, like '65, there's definitely some like interesting uh, things happening in this film that seem really, really before its time. And mm-hmm. even maybe even just based off other films that were coming out at that time, and maybe even other films from uh, Polanski's filmography. It's it's definitely a standout in a lot of ways. Um, but for the record, this man's a piece of shit. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. no. This, we're not talking pedophiles. about him
2: as a person. We're talking about.
1: The I know. No, I like, understand. For, for the like, record, I, I like the movie. I think it's a good movie. I but I just want to make that known.
2: Right. <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy to see that that somebody you know in '65 was so ahead of his time in terms uh, ahead of his time in terms of using like rules of three and using leading lines in such interesting ways. Like there are so many things in this movie that it's it's very like kubrick-esque in terms of where everything is set up there there's a scene about a tv that involves a couch and a couple other things and just the way it's set up you know that it was meticulously done there's no way that it was just set perfectly there and it's stuff like that that is very interesting to watch
1: yeah and it's it's like um it's an interesting movie because it's sort of like on a smaller scale to some extent you know there's it's like it feels really um you know uh well confined in some ways yeah, and that's okay.
2: some of the best parts of it is uh, things that involve the walls and how it changes and switches and yeah.
1: What okay. else have you watched? I watched one other film this uh, this week here. Um, and it's, it's an interesting pick. It's one I've actually seen before. Uh, it's a film from 2006. Uh, and it's written and directed by William Brent Bell. Uh, it's called Stay Alive. Um, it's a pretty interesting video you, game kidding me? themed horror Fuck film. <laughs> um, Boozy, you told me I would not watch this movie next month. I didn't, I didn't dare it's you. Just, it's oh the worst. You told me you're like, Kyle, there's oh. no way you're going to watch this next month. And I said, you know what, Boozy, there's a fucking fact. Yes, you I'm did. Gonna watch this. You oh. did
0: dare him. Yeah, Yeah, you did dare him.
1: So So,
2: I'm not taking I'm not taking the blame for this. This is on him. You don't have to fucking do it. Yeah,
1: you absolutely don't have to. Because I'll tell you right now, this movie is so much fun. I had a blast watching 2006's Stay Alive. I mean, first off, you get such witty one liners such as God damn it, you noobs and owning fools. And wow, girl has body karate going on. I mean a you, personal
2: favorite that I've used thousands of times.
1: I mean, nobody has ever said size doesn't matter who hasn't played a third-person shooter. True. I mean, these are
2: I, <laughs> I say that all the time too. It's just, it's weird. It's it's such a relatable movie.
1: I, I really actually had a fucking blast watching this again. Like I, I just can't even understate how goofy and how goofy and silly this movie is and how much joy I get out of it. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, we have a whole episode on it. We, like I guess it only came out, I guess, maybe two or three weeks ago. Uh, and you can hear more in-depth thoughts on it there. But for those who don't know, it's a video game horror movie where basically if you die in the game, you die for real. And it it has a lot of great stars. You know, we have Frankie Muniz, We have, uh, you know, Anna from The O.C. We have Sophia Bush from One Tree Hill. Yeah, my girl. One also from John Tucker must die, for the record. But yeah, uh, that's one thing I'll say is like I think I've come to terms with the fact that October for a character name is the worst name ever. You don't name someone October. That just makes no sense. I think it's a bad look. <laughs> you think it's I a think, bad look? I think it's like naming your kid ESPN. It's not a good call. <laughs> I ESPN think, um, Oliver. It's yeah, I don't know. Like is that supposed to be spooky? Like ooh, like Halloween's in October, so she's scary man i've heard such
0: dumber names than october
1: i don't know october is
0: pretty dumb too and that's my favorite month obviously
1: and there is so much cool shit in here like literally i really
0: hope we don't have any listeners named october
1: i hope not and if we do i love your middle name so (laughs) the fact that there is a alienware laptop with a chrome finish that blows one of the final kills is just something that i will never get sick of like That is so my shit, I can't even describe it. This movie is insane. There's a pool of blood that bubbles out of a keyboard. Like, this shit is so crazy. Also, if anyone wants to send me or send me a link to a a clear green visor, I need it now. I think that is part of my 2020 lookbook. I want to get inspired by Swink. It's Your lookbook. My lookbook. Swink. I don't know, and it's, there's just one part where where the hutch, the main character hutch, he runs up to the van because they're playing the game Stay Alive on an Alienware laptop, and he goes, "Hey, don't play that game! I just don't think anyone should play it." And it sounds like he's like jealous at a sleepover because like he's trying to show them his like Pokemon cards, but like everyone else is doing something else, so he's like really upset. It's so funny. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Can I point something out that you joined the terror table like five months ago at this point, or like five or six months, it's been a while, and I sent you home with a starter pack. I gave you The Devil's Backbone, Cheap Thrills. Looking at it. Yeah. Are those the only two you have left?
1: I also have starry eyes.
0: And you chose to watch Stay Alive Again.
1: Man, you know, you like what you like, you know what I'm saying? You would love The Devil's Backbone. Hear me out, though. This film has like a kind of a cool look to it. It has like that good digital (laughs) drink. Like that, like that kind of like interesting digital grain.
2: Like
1: it just it looks. Kyle, like
2: I've seen the movie. You're not selling it to me. You it can't. looks like
1: shitty enough. You know, it's 77 minutes. You're in and you're out. I'm trying to get a sequel. I yeah. Don't know.
0: What's What's funny is uh, Jeff Thiessen, uh My name Jeff. He sent me a text message Dean? about he was doing a poker night with his friends, and they always do like really bad horror movies when they do that. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we're all good. Uh, he was doing a poker night, and they always watch really bad movies. He said, "Hey, is Stay Alive, a really bad movie, but fun. Like, it, it, will I get enjoyment?" And I said, "Oh, absolutely." Is what I said because, like, I, I am I'm with you, Kyle, but not to the point where I'd watch it again right now. Jesus Christ! What? And uh, he he gave it one and a half stars on Letterbox. but so I don't think he uh, felt the same way.
1: I um, me and Jeff was... vibed on that. Oh, man, what a fun thing! I will say though, as I still think that. Anna from the OC, using that giant Fatal Frame camera is still stupid. I still think that's dumb. And I think it's so funny that Hutch washes his red Solo cups with water in the sink.
2: Okay, times and... were tough in 2006, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pre-recession. He could have bought a fucking dollar store cup, let's be honest. <laughs> like, Jesus. I don't know. So much fun. I'm gonna watch <laughs> this movie next month, I think. And I'll, and I'll, Please don't. I don't I
2: don't I challenge you to watch it. Not watch
1: it.
0: How the fuck I challenge you to not. I <laughs> like, challenge you to not I do think,
1: it. I think this is the first film to use a motion picture, I should say, to use the word noob. I'm I, I think that's a fact. So that's exciting. Shout out, uh Stay Alive, two thousand six. Huge film. Good pick. Fuck's <laughs> Good pick, <laughs>
0: Kyle. Boozy, do you got anything else? I have so much more. Okay, well, I'm actually, I'm recording another episode tomorrow with David Hopkins about The Last of Us 2. So, I'm going to save the rest of my stuff for tomorrow. Uh, so, Boozy, you just start hammering this shit off, boy. Say what you just. Okay,
2: here I come. <coughs> Alright, first off, I watched 2017's Tunnel 11. If you guys haven't heard of it, it's a smaller canadian horror film directed by leo sherman who i'm gonna try and get on the podcast i would love to get this guy Hmm. anyway it's basically the thing and the crazies and the descent put together but it's underground in uh, 1918 i think it's during the first world war Um, um super ambitious and interesting idea for a movie haven't quite seen too many things like this and oh god what was the name of that movie with kurt russell's son you really liked mitch uh,
0: uh, overlord
2: yeah Cold it's like what July? overlord should have been oh. it's what overlord oh, should have okay, been
0: it's don't, so don't, don't. good and uh, what's it called
2: tunnel 11
0: trench 11
2: sorry trench 11 <laughs> i keep i have not written down this tunnel my bad yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) I had to look up your Instagram because I was like, I I could barely hear what you're saying. That's how bad the connection is this episode for me. I can barely hear you, but I heard you mention it and I'm like, that's the one you're talking about.
2: (laughs) Hell yeah. Anyway, definitely recommend people check that one out. Uh, I haven't seen anybody talk about it. It's super good. So definitely recommend that one. Um, I also just want to throw in a quick note. I kind of mentioned this to you guys privately and I just, I kind of just want to come out and say it. Alien is better than aliens. I sat down with my thoughts. I really, I really, you know, uh, worked through my feelings, my emotions, and came to the conclusion that Alien is the better of the two.
0: I have to agree. Welcome to the club.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree. It's more. just it's it's really hard to just, you know, turn your back on something you love so much. For something you also love so much, but be like now you're my favorite child.
1: For the record, they're both amazing, but I mean, you know. Yeah, Boozy, yeah. you don't you don't need to turn your
0: back on it. It's just yeah. it's it, Alien is without a doubt a better movie than Aliens. It's,
1: <laughs> it's like
2: when you have two kids and one of them's cooler. You want to be like hanging out with that one. You don't want to yeah. hang out with the Kyle's. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: You definitely don't want to do
2: that. <laughs> You guys would be fucking watching weird 2006 movies about Game Boys.
1: That sounds so much
0: Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, do you have a brother or sister who would want to do a podcast?
1: <laughs> I'll see what they're up to. Can I go
0: okay, back? what else did you watch, okay. Boozy?
2: I watched Helming- Helmington from 2018, and it is directed by Michelle I'm going to probably butcher her last name. Azeltine, she's the producer of Michael Peterson's Knuckleball.
1: Oh, cool. So, oh, coming nice. Full
2: circle. Awesome. Uh, it's a murder mystery and it feels very much inspired by, like, David Fincher. It, it has a very kind of grimy... It reminds me a lot of, like, Lost Girls, too, if anyone's watched that movie recently. Kind of has that. Um, Adam McDonald's one of the main kind of actors in it. He does a fair bit of acting. What, uh, oh, really? Michael Ironside is oh, yeah. also in it. Well, and, Monroe um, Chambers. and Monroe
1: Chambers. And Monroe
2: what? Chambers. Okay, yeah. I'm, gonna have to
1: wa- I'm gonna have to watch this. And uh,
2: You know what? All those stars aside, the main actress, Nick I'm going to butcher her name too, but let me just get through this. Nicole Korea Demoud. She's the main actress. She's incredible. She she is so good in this movie. Carries it the whole way through. I loved Helmington. I can't believe it took me this long to see it from 2018. It's awesome. And the last thing I watched is 2013's Afflicted, which I had also never seen before. It is a found footage vampire movie. And it is very bizarre. It. You know, I haven't seen Hardcore Henry. but I feel things. like a lot of a lot of things from Hardcore Henry were probably inspired by this, because it goes from a very normal found footage movie, how you'd expect, to super over the top crazy. It's a lot of fun. Um, oh, it's well. not very scary. It's just more of an interesting movie to watch, and it has a little bit of vampire lore you can kind of check out. So yeah, it, uh, you know, if you want to go check that out, it's about a guy and his best friend his what Buddy's dying of a brain tumor and they go on a last kind of vacation thing as a big celebration and a bunch of shit happens.
1: Awesome. And
2: that's all I've watched.
1: That's I, everything you've watched. I need to mention really quick that um, the one actress, uh, Nicola Correa-Demoud, I don't know yeah. if that's her last name, uh, she was actually in a couple episodes of Degrassi The Next Generation in season 5. So <laughs> Was she? I didn't yeah, even so, see.
2: She is incredible in so that. So listeners who,
1: are, who of course love Degrassi can because it all connects to Knuckleball well, and Harpoon, right? It's an evolving Toronto universe. That's I, awesome. Oh, I think, yeah. I think
2: what we can get out of this is that like, Degrassi is becoming a feeding system for <laughs> the horror movies of today. Whoa. All, it's, it, they're just spinning. Like, Monroe Chambers is a king. I'm just going to straight out say that <sighs> he is so fucking good in everything he does.
1: Also, I'm blown away right now because Adam McDonald was in two episodes of Big Wolf on Campus, which is fucking <laughs> Yes, insane. I That's remember amazing. that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that show. he that? Yeah. No yeah. I mentioned no it, it was actually yeah.
0: on interview. No way. No way. Yeah. No, he there's play... no way. He, played... no. he played Butch you Jenkins.
2: <laughs> uh, fucking Butch Jenkins? That's a good gr-
0: the butch jenkins oh man i used to love that show
1: yeah it's a great show man really good show god damn i had no idea for listeners who don't know what we're talking about it was kind of like a teen wolf type show based in high school it was called big big wolf on campus it was a pretty fun man i
0: loved that show
1: yeah that's crazy
0: hilarious
1: you know shout out uh adam McDonald. Shout out big wolf on campus holding
0: holding down a seven point Not bad. The finale of Big Wolf on campus is rocking 7.5. Yep. All right, cool, guys. We'll be right back with our main feature, which is Kyle's pick, the skin I live in.
1: Entering the Thunderdome, this is Kyle Zervinski and his world horror series pick, The Skin I Live In. Okay, everyone, so this is a 2011, uh, I guess I guess a horror film, which is obviously why it's on the show. But I think it's a fun pick to talk about because this is like a, a really interesting horror pick. And I think as we're going through these world horror films, we'll see how different directors and different countries, you know, you know, their take on horror films. And this one in particular, of course, is The Skin I Live In. It's directed by Pedro Amadorov. Almod- I wrote it down so I didn't fuck this up, but I still fucked it up. Almadorva, sorry. Amadorva. Pedro Amadorva. And, uh, yeah, came out in 2011. It's starring Antonio Banderas, better known as Zorro, or the father from Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. <laughs> Or Puss in Boots, or Puss in Boots from Shrek 2, and of course the titular role in Puss in Boots, of course, which Machete came out Kills. the same year. Really? Wow, that's yeah. good. Um,
0: <laughs> Puss in Boots came out the same year as The Skin I Live In. Oh, I thought you meant it was Shrek 2. <laughs> no, but either way, that's that's either a hell way. of a year for Antonio.
1: Uh, and actually, and maybe more notably, he was recently in Pain and Glory, which is Pedro Almodovar's most recent film. Uh, and he's also been in other uh, films of his in the past. Thirteenth star- Warriors, yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. Um, all Woman on the Verge of Nervous Breakdown, All About My Mother, bunch of stuff. This guy's kind of a Spanish uh, film legend, really. And well, so is Antonio Banderas in his own right. Um, yeah, it's, it has a lot of other stars, but to be honest with you, I don't want to butcher all their names. I can properly pronounce Antonio Banderas, so I'm just gonna keep it at that <laughs> but uh this film yeah, 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 yeah. you also got to mention alina anaya though right that's okay, all well. We're gonna,
0: yeah, we'll try that alina,
1: alina anaya who yeah. you might know from wonder woman that's a kind of a i guess a western film that people might be familiar with her she might is also be one right. of the most prettiest women on earth like oh me. so that's why you wanted to mention her i understand Well, like that.
0: let's be honest I think You're that right. also plays a key role in the movie too. I think Absolutely. it's not me being a pig mentioning that she's gorgeous.
1: Okay, I appreciate you mentioning that. Mitch yes. is not a pig 2020. No, it's noted. <laughs> uh and and the tagline for this film is a brilliant plastic surgeon creates a thin- synthetic skin that withstands any kind of damage. His guinea pig, a mysterious and volatile woman who holds the key is the person who holds the key to his obsession. So I don't know. How do we want to get into this one? Because this is a really, really fun pick, and i I think uh, <laughs> I say fun in the sense that it's very different. It's pretty disturbing in some ways, and this is a movie that um, I've been meaning to watch for a really, really long time. It's, You've never uh, seen it? No, never seen it. Okay, so none of us have seen it before. I had never seen this.
0: Nope. There you go. Okay, First so I totally I totally thought this was a Kyle mo- like because it seems like a Kyle movie. It
1: very so much it- is, and like I've been. This has been like. I don't know. I'll often put movies in my calendar that I want to watch like during the week or the month like oh, watch this, watch that. This has been a movie that has been like shuffled around for so long and you know instead Mine I too. watch like Stay Alive twice for some reason. But <laughs> yep,
0: because you're always waiting for the right time. Exactly. For this one. Yeah. Cuz also like this is one where like I don't know, as someone for me like I see everything, I want to always keep like a a potential five star in my back pocket for a totally. rainy day. I and always, this, and that's why I, I've waited so long to see it, and also, I had the, I had something spoiled for me, majorly, like, when it first came yeah, out.
1: you mentioned that, and I've actually, I was never spoiled about the plot of this film, and we'll get into it, of course, but, I always knew we're not going to spoil anything until
0: cool. spoiler. Yeah, of course. we we'll do a spoiler and, um, warning.
1: I always knew, though, that there was a twist to this film, I guess, or, I don't know if you would call it a twist, I, I guess it is a twist, um, so I always knew there was, there was always something a little extra to this film, um. And it's a cool movie too, because it always it appears on all kinds of like, like genre film lists, horror film lists, just best of the decade lists, best of foreign cinema lists. Like it's highly regarded in a lot of different circles. Um, and as I mentioned, I think it's a good example of interesting directors using the horror genre in very interesting ways. Um, and yeah, I mean we have character (laughs) here antonio banderas plays where he's basically sort of like a dr frankenstein type character to some extent where he's playing with human the human psyche and then also humans physically so and the story kind of really delves into that as things go on um i personally really fucking loved this movie what did you guys think
2: it It had some cool moments. I really did not enjoy watching it. Uh, I think it's a very tough watch. I can understand why people like it so much. It does push a lot of boundaries. But yeah, just for me, uh, the last two movies we've done have been very hard watches for me
1: for their own
2: respective rights.
1: I will say that I didn't expect this movie to be so jarring for me in moments as it was. I knew that it yeah. definitely had some. Uh, I knew there was definitely going to be some aspects to it that were disturbing in some way or form. Uh, maybe you know it's under the horror genre, so I was expecting gore or sensitive subject matter or, or something. I don't know something shocking or revealing in that way. But I agree with you, Boozy, in that sense. Um, in my opinion, I liked this movie, but it, it was a hard watch in some ways. Absolutely.
2: Well, I c- I can't see anybody being you know maybe i'm wrong maybe there are people out here they're like this but i can't say after seeing this movie once that i'd go like hey it's a friday night i'm hanging out let's put on this movie because it's it's hard man this is a hard watch um i think one of the best things it does is to keep you entertained throughout because i didn't see a lot of things coming and every time something did change it was very jarring in that way but yeah it's just Maybe it's not that I didn't like this movie. It's just that the subject matter was so hard to deal with and the characters were that it's hard to be engaged any other way than at a surface level.
0: Right. So it's
1: very successful what it
0: was trying to do for oh, both of them.
1: I'm sure it yeah. But for you, so I guess um, for you, it was less of the subject matter and it was more of the way it was presented that you enjoyed. Like the subject matter was hard for you to digest, but you can acknowledge it the way it was... I guess presented. Yeah, I, and I think
2: I think yeah. it's it's crafted super well, but it's hard for me to go. Yeah, like I will totally recommend that to somebody. I I, I don't know I, many people I'd recommend this to.
1: That's a good point. I mean, I guess I would agree with you in that, but at at the same time, like, this is, to me this to me this is almost an extreme film in its own right. I mean, we're talking it's about a different French, kind of horror. oh Yeah, hundred. We're talking about French extremity last episode. This could be considered, you know extremity to some extent like you're right i wouldn't recommend this to my grandma but i mean at the same time like it's challenging.
2: is it is it it extremity or is it depravity though because there this this movie delves so deep into uh sex which is you know what we deal with at a lot of a base level and it's so graphic in how it shows it not just in what it's about that's that's kind of some of the extreme elements of this there isn't the way like martyrs is where it's in your face a lot of the times. A lot of this is uh cool. kind of deep emotional engagement with that.
1: Exactly. I think as much as that is hard to watch, I think that's actually what I en- I enjoyed about it. But but right. Mitch, what did what did, what did you take away from this movie?
0: Oh man, I fucking loved this movie. I thought it was so good. I I it, it didn't uh, it didn't disappoint me, but uh this is one that I always like I I think I hyped it up a little bit for myself because I it's the movie that I've always been Wait, I've been like I said, I kept it in my back pocket for years because I was like, I want to wait for the perfect time to watch the skin I live in, because I know that this is the kind of shit that like like martyrs. I don't I don't just because I don't want to watch a movie multiple times doesn't mean that I don't love it. Uh, I think that, that it says a lot about a movie if it can just really affect you the one time like that's that's I, I as someone who does like I do really like rewatching stuff a lot like I I watch I rewatch a lot of my favorite movies um but these are the ones that you talk about at length the most like right. i don't know i feel like this is this is the kind of movie that like man i, I feel like realistically we could dissect this thing for hours but i feel like the internet is going to not let us tonight because it's actually been pretty tough with the connection um but i i just thought this movie crazy about, but overall like i i do have I didn't fully buy into it the way that a lot of people did and I know know that that it it comes in that like at at some point it turns into science fiction and it's not just it doesn't need to be realistic the entire way through for it to be an incredible film. Um, But I do think like they also don't really establish what year this movie came out. Which is or what 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 year they're in, which is they, what I like is one, actually one thing do, because the the technology that he's using is clearly ahead.
1: Six. It was two thousand six, wasn't it? No, they they, they they put the dates. They put dates like especially when she's writing on the wall. She's writing certain dates. Well, she's they, been.
2: they showed the date when
0: right uh, he right. Okay, so sorry. Yeah yeah. That's you're correct. You're right. But I yeah, see what you're saying. You guys like, are right. You guys awesome. are right. Yeah. So are you? I, gonna, I um, do
2: see what you're saying though. Clearly, of, it could be whenever.
0: Clearly, this could not happen right now. Like, someone could not turn... Like, I don't want to... I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but I... I, uh, Before we get into spoilers, all I'm going to say is that I thought this is, like, what Kyle said about Martyrs last week. This is the type of challenging that I appreciate in films. Like, this is the stuff that I really like, like... It's very uncomfortable, but it's clearly, like, I, I think if you were to take this subject matter and make it not brutally uncomfortable, that would be a problem. Watching this and it was not making you feel disgusting, then that movie did a very poor job. And uh, that's what I like about it so much, is that uh, you're the only real negatives I could say about it is I, I think that there's so much more they could d- dig into with the brother, the the relationships with the brothers. The and, cat uh, yeah. And I don't know. There's just a, you clearly like what Kyle was saying, that uh, Antonio Banderas plays a, a sort of Victor Frankenstein type character. And I, I love that style of storytelling. But also, you can just tell that this is just a true Hitchcockian thriller. And I know I sound like a pretenders dickhead here, but the way that the film is like framed up in so many segments, it just feels like a true Hitchcock like homo- true. A homage Actually- to Hitchcock.
1: I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. That's a really yeah. good point to prove, and, Yeah,
0: and even, like, it, it, obviously it's a film from Spain, but, like, it has European sensibilities that you just, you, you, we can't, you don't, this is the type of movie that, like, obviously I had seen Martyrs before, so it, I didn't experience anything, like, overly profound, because I had already knew what to expect there, uh, when we were talking about world horror movies, or, like, movies from outside of our country, or uh, even outside of North America and everything, but this is the kind of thing that you just we do not get in english like there there's nothing like this in english and uh yeah. even even when it does get there it's never this tight i think that this movie's so fucking tight and it's so disturbing in a good way oh okay, don't i know you fuck assholes. <laughs> i know exactly where you're going and i appreciate it but fuck
2: do you think God the damn. movie was formed that way <laughs> oh
0: god. Man, I like think, uh... no. I was uncomfortable the whole time and I I I love that. I I love that the first half of the movie is like a a slow almost like a noir mystery yeah, and then it, it turns into almost it turns into like a monster movie and I say that word loosely because clearly the monster isn't the monster here. Like the in if we're talking about Victor Frankenstein, the monster is Victor Frankenstein. Absolutely. It's Antonio Banderas. And it's it's tragic and it's so sad and if you, it's I, I I think like the 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 twist was spoiled for me a long time ago which is so upsetting because I would have loved to experience that without the without knowing yeah what what was coming but uh, I found I that just,
1: truly shocking to be honest it actually yeah, like and, my jaw dropped yeah. Yeah, and so did Court.
0: I, uh, I knew because uh, Court. I watched with Courtney, and she she didn't know about it. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you the what I know because I wish that the person, the asshole that told me, I wish he didn't tell me. Because I'm like, why would you tell me that? Like, and I think Kourtney that's another think? reason why I didn't.
1: It's kind of a weird thing to get spoiled. Like, I, I, you don't say it now, but like, whoever told you that really, like, just a dick Ruined a movie for you.
0: <laughs> they, Not ruined, really, but kind of. Yeah, they they ruined an experience. Yeah, an but experience. at the same at the same time, looking at it from the lens of knowing where it was going, I could appreciate the seams leading up to it, like sure. and how sure. and how like uh, airtight everything was leading up to that, and how. Um, maniacal and genius this character was, and his and the the relationship between Antonio Banderas and his mother alone, oh, I think God. is just so like this is like, like that's down to like even psycho levels of brilliance. Like, of I just I I loved it, man. I, I think this movie's nuts. Like, it it is obviously it's not one. I'm I'm not gonna watch this next month. Like, I'm not a lunatic like Kyle and watch Stay Alive. Dare 20th. you to? No, but the thing is, like, because. <laughs> That would... doesn't ju- just because you don't want to watch a movie twice in 2 months doesn't mean that it's not an incredible movie. I think it's actually the opposite. I think that sometimes a movie's so good that if you want to watch it that soon, it didn't do a good enough job. I think that it's it's a uh, it's actually proving a point that it's it's it delivered in what it was trying to do to, by making you that uncomfortable that you'd it's an it's an unpleasant experience for some point. But at the same time, the movie's so beautiful to look at. Like this well, movie is yeah, so absolutely. vibrant
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. Because for me, as much as this film is disturbing in some ways and like challenging and a hard watch and all those things we've kind of been alluding to, it does such a good job of like kind of interlacing that with these really sleek and stylish and playful and almost romantic moments. So it's not like, it's not these pure like, you know, because for the most part, something like Martyrs is pure brutality from start to end, more or less, right? Yeah. You get some moments of brevity, and I think we always we talked about that last week, but something like this, you know, the moments that are disturbing are incredibly disturbing, and they almost feel more so because they're so starkly different than the rest of the film. And actually, I find the film totally a little bit more digestible because of that, and maybe even a bit more well-rounded, if I'm being completely honest, because the film is able to pull off really, you know, um, yeah, like, disturbing and... Terrifying moments, while still like telling a coherent story and setting up characters that I like, and you know, interesting and that you don't, know, don't like, and characters I don't like, and yeah. uh, character motivations that drastically change as I'm watching this film, and definitely like, I guess it's not your second time seeing it, Mitch, but in a way, it kind of was since you yeah knew what it happened. totally is since I knew what happened. Yeah, yeah. So I can Isn't understand. It that. Isn't
0: it weird that you didn't like? Did you guys hate Antonio Banderas in this movie?
1: Like, to be honest. Not no, totally. No, like, and that's by why the, he's end, so of it, mani- by the yeah, end of it. By the end of course. it, yes, of course. But for like eighty percent of this movie, not really.
0: Man, honestly, even even at the very end, he's so manipulating that like I even oh man, we gotta get into spoilers. But yeah, maybe we, we get, should um. Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. before we, before we get into spoilers, let's just say like let's give out re- whether we recommend it or not. And I'm gonna say that I recommend this movie, and the reason that I do is because this is the type of shit that. It's it's good to challenge yourself with this, and if you don't like it, then great. You don't ever have to watch it again, and you know that this is not your thing. Uh, if you're generally not the person who likes Art House or slow, Slow Burn... Cold and calculated cinema. Then this might not be. I know I sound like such a pretentious piece of shit. God, I want to wedge you myself. See, this okay. is why we got to get we got to get back together in the same room, you guys. I'm so I'm so ready to be <laughs> back in the same room because then you guys could noogie me or wedgie me when I say that. Um, but I just I think that this is it. I man, I totally think this is one that I would recommend to anyone just to hear their reaction because right. like it's it's and all, not only that, but it's it's not even a reactionary film. It's just a really well made movie as well. And I think it's yeah. a really well told story. And I think that I understand the motives of all of it. And it's also like the fact that you can understand that is what's so troubling. That it's, yeah. troubling it's troubling that you're not hating Antonio Banderas the whole movie.
1: <laughs> and I think that,
0: that that makes the movie kind of brilliant. There's, I really
1: liked it. What's it going to be?
2: Um,. I guess if, if you want to push, your, push yourself to a new area, because there is a lot of things in this movie that are, yeah, you can say it's genre bending, and you can say it's, it's pushing boundaries, which it obviously is, and whether you're into that or not is your own call. I, I don't, for me, unfortunately, I didn't feel like there was enough great things that happened outside of there that kept the story going where I could be like, oh, super engaged by it, it was it was kind of like watching a train slowly go towards like a bunch of Betty Boops laying on train tracks. Like you're just watching it happen the whole time and
0: you know it's not going to end well. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. You know it's not going to end well and unfortunately and it's, like, it's moving
0: it's, at a snail's pace.
2: Yeah, just between everything I don't think else it was that slow to be honest. It does feel really slow and I... there's weird romance parts where you know, I obviously understand they're trying to sell you on one thing and it's really hard to buy into at some points also there yeah. just there's uh, just a lot my, of that's
0: my main beef
2: there's a lot of fucking and they could probably tone down the amount of people talking to other people while clutching boobs like so many people talked to women like their boobs were like the other end of the you know the the phones that had two cans on each end and the
0: string. plastic surgeon man that's that's what they do no,
2: to. it wasn't just him, it was other people like everybody was just talking to boobs. Like women have faces, guys. And I think that's wow. what I'm trying to get across here is hello, I'm a here.
0: Whoa, whoa I, boozy,
1: whoa. I think <laughs> uh, I think the movie kind of speaks for itself in that sense, eliciting the idea that people are terrible and there's terrible people in the world, you know? Yeah. But um that's kind of what a, what I find interesting about this movie. I would definitely recommend it if you're in for something that, you know, you know could turn you off, could turn you away easily. Um but yeah. if you want to sit with it and maybe you know, let it digest, I think I think it is a really interesting watch. To me it's it's totally just character studies. It's looking at human emotions, yeah. the you know, the human, I don't know, condition I guess, another uh, pretentious way to put it. But that's exactly it. It's looking at terrible people and how sometimes terrible people think and develop as they grow older and how they develop with past trauma into new trauma. It's and really, also really they don't
0: realize that they're being terrible. Exactly. They, that's that's the other thing that I really love about it. I love that they don't it's realize that they're the monsters. They think that they're just. And yeah. that's like one of the best things about the film. And but I also, I, think- I need to clarify before we move on to, before we move on to spoilers, and sorry, but I just want to make sure I get this out because I don't, I, I also don't think that this is a really a slow movie. What I meant by that is that you know it's not going to end well. Sure. And yeah, yeah. like, oh. so it's just like you're, the whole time, it's like, it's a slow build to something horrible. And it's, it, it actually, that, that might, uh. That might turn someone off when they find out, like, because it, it might not be as jarring at the end. Because the end isn't all that, like, it's not like earth shattering, but it is, uh, it's, it's upsetting. It's emotional. It's like it's really, it's definitely, uh, it's so emotional, man. Like,
1: it's a, it's dramatic. It's dramatic. It's an
0: impossible situation to put yourself in.
1: And that's brilliant. Like, and it is brilliant because you're right. It's so, like, it's unrealistic, but realistic in the same sense. So it's. Really How did someone like,
0: think of this and pull it off so well and make yeah, it so okay. cohesive? Is
1: okay. Yeah. Let's get into uh Let's get into spoilers here. So, right. we'll, for those uh, who don't want to be spoiled for the the skin I live in, uh, please listen back next week for our next episode. Uh, if not, if you're ready for the challenge, you've seen this movie, or you just want to hear what the hell we're t- have to talk about it, um, please continue on from this point.
0: Yo, so when that tiger was fucking Vera, I was losing my shit, and oh Courtney my god. didn't know why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so dude, I knew, was... I I knew what was happening, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like
1: <laughs> that's messed up, man. Well, the thing is, is that scene. So I guess we'll explain to the listeners here. The film features, like, what's what the most of the film is about is this, I guess, guinea pig or ex, not experiment. I don't want to say experiment, but this person that Antonio Banderas, who's Antonio Banderas, who is a plastic a patient. Surgeon is working on yes a patient but he's also confining them into his mansion and working on them kind of like a pet basically and um their name is vera and basically he is doing all kinds of experiments and treat like training her to some extent it's kind of how the film sets it up and then abruptly while antonio banderas is out uh out getting groceries or some shit his brother and he doesn't even know it's his brother at the time barges in to the house breaks in like, basically, I don't know, kidnaps his mother, more or less, and then goes in and brutally, like, rapes this woman, Vera. And it's a really, really hard watch. And it's even harder to watch because their conversation is just so, like, off the wall. Like, you're watching such a graphic, like, uh, depiction of violence and sexual violence, which is even harder to watch, obviously. And then their conversation is kind of like she is a victim in another sense and she wants to escape from this room. She wants to be out of here. She's like, take me wherever you're going to go. And he's just pure hatred. He's just pure, like evil personified. Like he has no redeeming qualities and he's like just wrestling with so many fucking things at that moment. Yeah. Mitch, I was dying when I watched that man, but for, I guess for a different reason, because he knew who Vera was. Yeah. Maybe well, it's Mitch, an uncomfortable, it's that? an
0: uncomfortable scene regardless like regardless any rape scene and it goes on
1: so
2: long oh, yeah and God. like and how not... i was saying with the conversation it's it's yeah. really uh subverting how you're watching something when there's a conversation happening that's like story building it it's really difficult to process all of that at one time
0: yeah so neither of you guys have seen i saw the devil hey
2: no i haven't seen that. no
0: fuck me that should have been my pick that's that's a <laughs> perfect film um, because we'll yeah there's that. a there's a scene in that movie that reminded me so much of even just the conversation between the mom and the brother and uh, I don't know man that I was just so captivated by that whole situation and then also not seeing like the it, it was I'm I'm normally like I don't always love when a timeline jumps around the way that it does but I also that's you know a classic form of storytelling uh, revealing revealing what's happening through, you know, every six years or everything. That's how the film uh, portrays the story. But it just, like, it makes you so uncomfortable when you know that clearly there's something not right with Antonio Banderas. And for the first hour of the movie, he's not really, he's just being kind of a weirdo, but you don't know why. Well, and you, you know he's keeping someone hostage but you don't know why
1: right. that's
0: and then yeah, that's when you find one. out why why he's doing it and um it offers up a conversation that I'm not sure I'm willing to have right now about rape culture and uh about like uh, it's it's an impossible conversation to have uh that this movie tackles and that's where I think it's a really important scene where you originally have uh his name Vicente or Vi- Vic- yeah I, I'm Obviously, I can't speak Spanish, uh, yeah. but Vicente is at the party where uh, where Nor is Nor- at. Is it Nora or Norma? Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's okay. Norma.
0: No, it's Norma. Yeah, Norma. Okay. But um, he's like kind of flirting with her. She's flirting with him, but he's fucked up on all the pills that he's on because he's he's just like a druggie and he, he talks about that multiple times. But then he asks her like, hey, are you, like, what are you on tonight? And she starts naming off. Antidepressants. Like, I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but yeah, I was, lot, right? I was so, wondering,
2: like, why is everybody off the pillies in this? Like, what is going well, on here? Well, well he, Vicente, medicated, Vicente,
0: like, Vicente's on actual, like, mind altering drugs where he's like trying to get high, and she is not trying to get high. She just was so oblivious to the situation that she's like, oh, yeah, I took this and this and this today, and she's naming off antidepressants. And, like, and th- those are all things that she's been on her entire life.
2: Man, that sounds like a great stack. Like, Paul, yeah.
0: oh, you'd kill a for a
2: stack like that. Honestly, well, I've
0: been on a stack like that. Oh. <laughs> so I know, I know That's but money like,
2: time. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then, uh, like, it's it, it's such a, this movie deals with so many different themes of like. I almost, I kind of wish I would have watched this movie a couple days earlier because I didn't watch until yesterday. And I, I like I feel like a, this is going to be one where I'm actually going to be thinking about for a long time. Um, well, and I think I think a repeat viewing is going to be very helpful. I agree, um, but man. Should they, they make a joke about that? Like they make light of it, like where he goes like, oh, like, so you're fucked up, too. And then he takes her to the forest and he's like starts and she it's it's a prime example of consent where, you know, she she backs out when she realizes how heavily pushy he is. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to deal with it because he's a toxic man who's fucked up and he's on a bunch of drugs and then it ends up destroying his life. And kind of rightfully so, but to this extent it's it's pretty extreme. Man, if <laughs> I wouldn't
2: wish this shit on my worst enemy.
1: Yeah, that that is the thing, right? It's it's um like without a doubt you you want the worst, I guess, for this character, Vicente, who, who's done a terrible thing. But, you know, the film really spends its time showing a very, very uh, graphic example of punishment. Right. And I mean, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't wish it upon yeah. anyone else either because they go through Vicente goes through like physical, emotional and mental, like,
2: to, mental to no end
1: like <laughs> torture, basically. And then the film dives into, like, gender politics and gender identity and, like, yeah. very, um, you know, very complex ideas. And I really think that's this film's strong suit, to be honest with you. The way that it can kind of show things in a really outrageous, almost campy way to some extent, b- but dealing with very serious topics and dealing with them pretty well and kind of being a little bit, um, I don't want to say, like, I don't know, there's being a little bit ballsy, taking a little bit, like, to have a little bit of sense of danger with like the way they're tackling these things. These are just basically things that people don't feel comfortable talking about a lot is what I'm trying to get at. And I, I think this film is really trying to touch on very sensitive topics in a really, really intense way. And I, I, that's what I like about the movie. Obviously like that's going to be really uh, hard for a lot of people to watch. And I think that's totally valid. Um, but at, at the same time, I do think that films like this help conversations grow and help, you know, other creators have better understanding for these ideas. And, you know, we can see more films get made that feature really, I don't know, you know, subject matter that isn't covered a lot. And I don't right. know, I think it's important to be honest.
0: That and like similar to how, uh, like we mentioned last week on the Martyrs episode about how, the the torture had agency and it had like a reason for like there was a purpose behind all of it it wasn't just there for shock and i yeah. feel like this movie was a vi- it's another very great example of treating something extremely shocking with a level of taste in a weird way it sounds weird to say that in this movie but the way the the bre- like he does the the director does kind of feed you this story in breadcrumbs and like how it, it, it does, it shows you a gradual progression over six years and because right, yeah. ob- obviously this doesn't happen overnight, um, but even down to like where he, what does he have a vag- vaginoplasty? Is, is that what it's called? Yes.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: You got a badge now and you got to fucking, you got to prime that shit. You got to, you got to use this one Then you got to use this one Then you got to use yeah. this one. And oh man, I was just like, losing my shit because i'm Ooh. like man that is that's got that's got to be number one worst fear so <laughs> but, man this, this, this guy the,
2: explained this. it to him the way your dad explains like changing your oil and regular
0: it's <laughs> on your car it's so true he's like you gotta it's have so the true, windshield man.
2: wiper you gotta make sure those are good you gotta fluid for that you guys
1: gotta- <laughs> <laughs> like, but so, you already know this right what do
0: you,
2: <laughs> what, do you
1: what do you guys think your <sighs> antonio banderas's character's motivation was to give this person like do the operation that they did to it. like what was his motivation for like obviously he wanted to harm the person or get revenge or whatever yeah get revenge have seek vengeance but like why specifically that do you have any idea i I
2: think it was literally to fill like he he became a broken person from that point forward and i feel like that was his way of filling this void that was taken from him that created kind of who he became and he just basically is like, I'm going to force this person to fill that void.
0: Right. Okay. He's a narcissist. He's an entire... He's a complete narcissist is what I took from it. And that's what all psychopaths are and evil geniuses yeah. are narcissists. And he's obsessed with himself. And he couldn't fathom the thought of his wife leaving him for his brother. And then his his daughter being raped and then and then killing herself as well. He saw no other option than to... Recreate the life that he had before and carry on the carry on, but in an improved way. Like he, this synthetic skin that he was creating is just a new and improved. It, it, like it, it, even it comes down to like when the other doctor comes and visits him again and tells him like that uh, he, he he found out that he's just like hey this this guy that he, we gave a sex change to he's been missing and in the works like he's he's doing it all for himself and everything is all for himself can you hear me
1: we can hear you yeah i think i think you're right man that's kind of what i took from it too it was sort of him like really getting lost in his motivations like he wanted to do what was right for his wife who he had obviously like ill will towards and do right for his daughter that he felt terrible about, but that he was also kind of roped into her, um, you know, situation as well. But by getting lost in it, what I mean is he became a complete psychopath in the process. Like maybe he always was to begin with. I mean, sure. I guess you could assume that, but yeah, I think you're right, Mitch. I think he became so, you know, obsessed with himself basically and wanted to seek, you know, what was right for what he believed and, you know, yeah, kind of just, find self-gratification in a very twisted way yeah, yeah and
0: you could tell that he 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 was kind of choked that he couldn't uh he couldn't just like shoot off a bunch of emails and get in a bunch of magazines about vera because he he knew that he achieved something insane and he couldn't <laughs> do it because of because of uh like obviously he committed a crime and he even he knew that and that's what a true psychopath is like ted bundy knew what he was doing wrong
1: yeah. And that's, that's yeah. exactly
0: what Antonio Bander. He knew what he was doing was wrong. C- can I and just that, that, interject with something? Uh,
2: I just brutal. wanted to say that uh, among all of the things in this movie, I did find a bright spot that if. <laughs> it, just follow me on this one.
1: Okay, I'm following. If,
2: okay, if you really loved your homie, okay. and I mean really loved your homie.
0: You could make yes, I would fuck a wife, Kyle. homie. You could, I would what? do that in a heartbeat with Kyle.
2: Yeah, you could make a wife, homie.
0: I'd wife Kyle in a heartbeat if I could. I mean, I do have the ass. If I could invert Kyle's dick.
1: <laughs> Understood. Understood. It would be over.
2: Understood. No comment. No comment.
1: I'll go no comment on that one, but I'll respect it at the same time. <laughs>
2: It's um, just, it's bold. It, you know what? There's my movie right there. I'm going to write my it,
1: version. I'm boozy. My film's called It's Bold. And, well, there's a lot of dicks and a lot of vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> there's both. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess what, what I did like about this movie as it progressed, though, was sort of how the characters developed. Like, their dynamics drastically shift. Like, his mother, Mariela, Mariela, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, she turns out to be his mother, right? And not only that, but she is the Tiger Man's mother as well. Yeah, yeah, And describes that, you know, this depraved man, this man who's wearing a tiger. We call him the Tiger Man for context. He's during Carnival, so he's like dressed up. Tiger King. You know, yeah, he's dressed up as a Tiger King for Carnival. Uh, this crazy person who, yeah, assaults Vera in the house. He is Antonio Banderas' brother in the film. And then... Uh, sorry. Their mother isn't really ever revealed to there be their mother. I don't think she's more of like uh, you know, a worker for the house, a caretaker, servant, even. I don't know. They right. talk.
0: No, they talk. She talks about being her, uh, the mother of the tiger
1: guy, countless times. But sorry, but like to Antonio Banderas, like, does he know that?
0: No, but she she says it when uh, the like what what's his name again? I don't want to just keep calling him. I'm gonna get well. Fuck it. I'm gonna keep calling him Ziga. Yeah, Tiger King. Um sure, when when he comes type. in the house like she says like when your brother gets back he's going to like you need to be out of here before your brother gets back.
1: Right, right, and right. And she but keeps think...
0: saying that and then and then she he says you're my mother, you're my mother. You need to you need to protect me and she says I'm not your mother. I just gave birth to you. She but says that to him a couple times. Doesn't
1: she mention something about how Antonio Banderas doesn't know that though? Doesn't didn't know that they were brothers?
0: Yeah they they've always been at each other's throats because yeah they they had different fathers.
1: Yeah. They anyway. had different
0: fathers. So and like that also explains that cuz they both went down a, a dark path obviously. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cuz he Very was robbing he path. was
0: robbing banks and everything and then uh Antonio Banderas was making vaginas and fucking them. Um
1: yeah, but, and I I don't know if we, I guess I haven't made that clear yet but it's really That's where
0: you truly see that I could barely, I can barely hear you guys this episode, but I'm trying to piece together little, pe- like little pieces of what you guys are saying. Good okay. thing I know you guys both very well, so I can piece together what you guys are sort of saying. Okay,
1: fair enough. Um, Whatever. I'm, I'm just gonna say this really quick. Okay, so, but then even Vera, who is like the captive patient in the in the house here that Antonio Banderas has, you know. As the film progresses, we find out like who her character like is more directly like she's not just this patient, and of course you have like obvious like questions like what the hell is she doing there? Who is she? Why is she there? As the film like begins, but then it ends up to be like an intentional lookalike of his ex-wife. Yep. Yeah, and not only that, but
0: she was she... leaving him for
1: the brother. Yeah, and like I don't know, it's weird because like that's a
2: definite much... downgrade. It's a doctor. <laughs> bank robber i'm sorry that's
1: just it's it's a weird thing right because like the film takes its time to explain where antonio Banderas' character is coming from and why he is depraved as he is so in a way i have no sympathy for him but it does a really good job of explaining why he is the monster that he is and that's what i think is really strong about it because he has a lot of tragedy in his life but instead of like oh, yeah, working... they both do Yeah. And instead of working through that tragedy and overcoming it or, you know, seeking help, he ends up putting that tragedy onto others and making other people's lives worse. And I don't know, I I think that kind of speaks to like how people cope with things and not everybody, there's not a right way to cope with things. But there's also moments where you do need to seek help and you can't necessarily, you know, do it all on your own or else you might do something, you know, that maybe you shouldn't. I don't know.
0: Agreed. Yeah.
1: Can we talk about one last thing before
0: we kind of wrap this thing up here is that I want to talk about Antonio Banderas wearing basically a wish.com version of his own face.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty fun. What was up with that? Was that just like
0: I don't know I was like man, you could have found a different, like I like it was lit. he could have chosen any other mask but it was like this just looks like an Antonio Banderas mask from wish.com.
1: And that was the only scene, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: But what it's was, also a baller scene.
1: But like, what was the point of that? Because he was going to see this guy for like years in the future. Like, why did he have to like keep the mask on then?
0: I think in case something went wrong, maybe. I guess you could, could
2: only subvert his expectations.
1: Yeah, this is the... so. The
2: first time he actually does see me, he's like, "I'm actually more attractive." Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> Ryan Johnson wrote that scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I guess that that checks out. Uh, one thing uh, I found out. I guess that's like on my last note here. One thing that I found interesting was the, the books that uh, Vera's constantly getting fed. A lot of them were, like, modern art books. And one of the artists she kept getting fed was Louise Bourgeois. And she's a she's a French uh-huh. sculptor. You may have seen her, like, sculptures before. They're really famous. They're, like, these big, like, black tarantulas. They're outside, like, a couple different buildings in Canada, actually. And yeah, are those an enemy? Yes, they're an enemy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. News Enemy. Yeah. And the book that this movie is based off of is called Tarantula. So I think that was definitely a nod oh, wow. to that. And crazy. And actually the artist That's who made in Toronto. those yeah, it's in Toronto. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: And the artist who made those works, she was actually under psychoanalysis for 30 years. So very similar to this character very holy shit. So I think there was definitely like a intentional, you know, inclusion of that artist in the movie, which I found right. to be kind of cool. And yeah, you're right. From Enemy, that's absolutely right. So people have seen Enemy. Those like spider yeah. statues—that is uh, the artist yeah. that Vera's uh, reading about in this film.
0: Yeah. Plus, this would be a good double feature with John Woo's Face Off.
1: They kind of would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> I forgot John Woo directed that.
0: Nicholas Cage, John Dr- <laughs> That's a great. Movie. Yeah, boys. Well, well, so is the skin I live in. I I I loved this so much. Uh, yeah, so we I I can already say I'm three for three because I already know I like a girl's walks home alone at night. Yeah. I've only seen it once, so I'm looking yeah. forward to watching it again because uh, I really love that movie as well. So I, I'm looking forward to watching that again this week. And uh, this has been a lot of fun, you guys. I it, from when I've been able to hear you guys, it's uh, been great. But <laughs> yeah, hopefully gotta... there there's a possibility. It's a possibility that next week we'll we'll all be together in the same room. That's how yeah. great.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be ideal. And yeah, I think uh if this sounds at all interesting yes. to you I also enjoy this movie. I think uh I'm I'm gonna be three for three as well. Mitch, I uh also enjoy a girl walks home alone at night. I think I brought it up a couple weeks ago or a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah,
0: you would just watch it recently, so I don't know if you're gonna watch it again or just kinda No I will.
1: I'll watch it again, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah, Boozy. Final thoughts. Cool. Well Anything uh like Boozy that?
0: if you could turn any
1: of your homies
0: into a <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had just so many questions thrown at me in different times. <laughs> um, okay. Just let you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna put it all out there. Uh, so not not my favorite choice for a film. It's it was pretty rough watch for me. Um, <clears throat> sure, if you wanna if you wanna ex- expand on the ja- genre and you know see what else is out there. This is definitely something to check out. That is high art in a certain way. Um, just wasn't my thing. And, um, I'm going to say, honestly, I don't want to like make anyone feel a certain type of way, but I'd probably do it to Mitch. I feel like we're very similar. So like we'd get along really well while it was all happening. Like I wouldn't have to Stockholm syndrome in as hard.
0: We like would like just... the same kind of music. to yeah, fuck to. We, we both want to listen to the black queen.
2: Yeah. We just like, just Whatever, shuffle man, Courtney out of the picture <laughs> and we're good. Like it's, that's, that's it. That's fucking. Yeah. Nice. we yeah, thirteen, 13
0: <laughs> pies for dates, whatever. Yeah, fucking right. I'm in. <laughs> no. Actually, all right. And Kyle, and Kyle, yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, not gonna make you answer that. But but who would you choose?
1: I would choose Sophia Bush.
0: Okay, but for real though, you guys, like, can we can we all agree that like Vera, uh, well, is she not stupid attractive in this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> What kind of segue is that? Where are you going with this? <laughs> no, no, but, no, but seriously, like you're really
2: doubling down on this, eh? Hey?
0: <laughs> well, she's really. Oh man, I thought, I thought, oh, I was like, man, that's like a. She, she seems like a robot because <laughs> she's too attractive.
1: Uh, Mitch, unlike you, I respect women, so I will not. Ask. <laughs>
0: All right, the connect. We'll see you guys next week on the tear table where we'll be talking about Boozy's world horror pick.
2: A girl walks home alone at night.
0: There you go. Fuck me, I'm so sorry for the bad internet connections, but COVID. Am I right boys? (laughs) Alright, fuck fuck twelve.
2: Fuck twelve.